You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in. It's the Huddle Up Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. Powered by Blue Wire Pods, I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, he is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, despite my air conditioner problems, my everlasting and continuous lament, guess what, dude? No offense, full go today. Full go at practice. So it's looking like not only will Teddy Bridgewater have his full array of weaponry in New York, but even Bradley Chubb went from a DNP, meaning did not participate yesterday, to limited today. So I'm starting to feel optimistic about Chubster, and I'm, I'm just stoked that Fant's going to be good to go. Yeah, I was never too concerned about Noah Fant. Uh, I'll get to him in a second. In terms of Bradley Chubb, though, I'm still maintaining what I said yesterday. It seems like, barring a medical miracle in the next 72 hours he's not going to be a hundred percent healthy that ankle won't be for week one and if it means him playing less snaps or him playing less series or Jonathan Cooper Malik Reed getting more reps than they would have I'm okay with that if it means preserving Chubb's ankle but just as a a gamesmanship aspect alone having Chubb on the field with Vaughn I think that would cause some terror for someone like Daniel Jones a turnover prone quarterback so I'm praying Bradley's ankle holds up but I'm still holding to my uh, assertion yesterday that it might be worth sacrificing in a sense week one to get weeks two through 18. Noah Fant I was never that concerned I knew he he always is kind of dinged up Chad and he kind of works through it I know it's a lower leg issue uh, our bigger worry, though, has to be whether Pat Shermer realizes he's alive and breathing on Sunday, if Noah Fant's a real person that deserves real touches of the football. Uh, that's my bigger concern. And now that he's healthy, though, hopefully he'll get ingrained in the pass-catching totem pole below Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, and the rest. It's going to be fun to watch the offense come together, Chad. Hopefully healthy as the year winds on. Speaking of tight ends... Now, look, you don't want to read too much into this because during the actual regular season, NFL teams, if it's a key player, they will often have them not participate at all in practice and then do a limited, you know, walkthrough type participation on the last day of the week. And then they'll oftentimes play. So it's, I think, trending more towards this particular player I'm about to mention not playing, but take that for what you will. Zach, Evan Ingram. Two days in a row as a DNP for the New York Giants. Plus, you've got Saquon, who's bouncing back off that torn ACL. He was limited both days. They have a pretty extensive, do the New York football Giants, Zach, injury report for this being week one. I mean, I'm telling you, yeah. names on this list that I haven't mentioned also include wideout Kenny Galladay, uh, freaking Adoree Jackson, Kyle Rudolph, the shiny new tight end, Danny Shelton. Uh, there's... Andrew Thomas, the left tackles on this freaking list. So the Giants are quite banged up here, Zach. I'm, I'm totally surprised that Kyle Rudolph is on the injury report. That guy is like Tyler Eifert, a tight end, just a walking injury. Um, I don't think Evan Ingram is going to play in this game. It's looking extremely doubtful. I think, obviously, Saquon will go. But how effective is Saquon going to be coming off that injury? And will he ever 
go back to being the Saquon before the injury. I don't think it's going to happen in week one. You put together the offensive line injury, like you mentioned, and new moving parts there for Daniel Jones. Combine that with his own turnover-prone nature, Jason Garrett calling plays, and the Broncos' defensive firepower. There is no reason, Chad, the Broncos should lose this game. I'm not predicting necessarily a blowout win. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I'm not saying it's a cakewalk or a gimme. But if you look at it paper on paper, roster versus roster, there is no reason why they should lose this game. None. A very dear friend of mine and a colleague, Patricia Trena, who was with the Building the Broncos dudes Tuesday night, I was surprised, and I'm sure those of you who were listening can remember this, but... She actually picked the Broncos to win in New York. Now, this is the team she covers. I mean, she's credentialed pro football uh, writers of America. She's covered the Giants inside the building for more than a decade. And she picked the Broncos to beat the Giants. And I think if you look at all the different moving pieces, Zach, that, you know, that, that are kind of coalescing on week one for Broncos-Giants, it is the pendulum swinging in Denver's way. But they – can't be complacent. They got to go out there and just put a truck to uh, to the to the New York Giants. And you know what? I'm going to feel a lot better about Denver's chances if Bradley Chubb indeed plays because it's encouraging enough to know that you're going to have Vaughn Miller getting after a loosey goosey with the ball quarterback and Daniel Jones going against Nate Solder, who you know, look, he was solid in his day, got paid, you know, won a championship or two with the Patriots and whatnot. He's got. I think a lot of Broncos fans who hail from Colorado, you know, they got a soft spot in their heart for him because of his CU ties, but he's not the player he once was, and he's probably going to start at right tackle. And Andrew Thomas, who they picked number four overall a year ago, inexplicably, inexplicably, I say again, he had a terrible rookie year, and then he's starting off this season banged up. So Vaughn, he's fixing to feast regardless. But Zach, if Bradley Chubb is also out there playing starter snaps, Man, I feel really good about this defense being able to smother the New York Giants, especially with Evan Ingram probably going to miss the game. Saquon still testing his knee, right? I mean, can, uh, Galladay banged up too. It's it's The stars are aligning, but, hey, nobody ever won a game on paper. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also reassuring, of course, you know, like you mentioned, having Chubb out there would be reassuring to the Broncos' chances, but it's also reassuring that this team is so stacked and they have such great depth that even if Chubb doesn't play or he's limited, you have Malik Reed. And behind Malik Reed, you have Jonathan Cooper. And opposite them, you have Von Miller. And in front of them, you have Shelby, Draymond, and the rest. So I am really not at all worried about the Broncos' defense. I would be surprised if the Giants scored more than two touchdowns. It comes down to the Broncos' offense versus New York's defense. That's a whole other story. But we both think the Broncos, if not make the playoffs, will make a playoff push. That starts with beating the teams you're supposed to beat. There's a reason why Vegas labeled the Broncos as three-point road favorites, not underdogs. So there's no reason why they shouldn't start off 1-0, 2-0 in Jacksonville, 3-0 against the Jets before it gets a little real against Baltimore. But this is how the Broncos make their push this year, by beating inferior teams. And on paper, like you said, Chad, the Giants are inferior to Denver. Real quick, big shout-out to Big Earn. He always watched the show on Facebook. Now he's on YouTube. He's on Twitter. I mean, this dude is diversifying and proliferating out there on social media. So watch your six, gang, because Earn, Big Earn, he does not fool around. Tons more to get to. It is the Mile High Mailbag. We do have a game just a couple of days away 
We're going to get to all that, see what's on your mind. I see there's a few super chats already stacking up some stars. We're going to get to all that, see what's on the mind of the chat. First, we got to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream pod, BetQL. And here's the good news for NFL fans. Increased legalized gambling across the United States has made watching football on game day, which including tonight, even more interesting. Gambling has become so ingrained in NFL culture that teams have now partnered up with different sports books, including the Denver Broncos, as official sponsors. So in the same way that the Broncos might use PFF, uh, advanced analytics, to give them an edge on game day, BetQL is here to provide bettors like you with the tools to win their bets when the chips are down. Here's how you can take advantage over your sports book. First and foremost, gang, you got to go download the BetQL app, Google Play, the App Store on Apple. It's the only app you need to make smart bets because their computer model scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you the best bet recommendation is what they call it for every single game across all major sports. And it gives you the logic, the rationale, the strategy, the reasoning behind why you should place the bet. So you're never flying blind. And BetQL's model covers everything from spreads, over-unders, and even player prop bets. Yeah, I know we have a lot of betting enthusiasts among us, Chad, and BetQL is the ultimate service for your betting needs because it provides the sharp data you can see uh, who the pros are tracking, as well as line movements so you can jump on betting opportunities in real time. BetQL off also offers team summaries highlighting previous success against the spread and the over-under, as well as breaking news when lineups change and injury statuses are updated, plus Guys, you can save all of your picks in one place to track your success and winning streaks as well as your view on the leaderboards. That's right, guys. So here's what you do, all right? Give yourself the betting edge on game day. Head to the App Store or Google Play right now. Download the BetQL app. If you're on a browser, you can head to try.betql.co slash mhh, try.betql.co slash mhh to get started now and when you enter the discount code MHH at checkout you're going to get 25% off any BetQL subscription and we thank them for again sponsoring the Huddle Up Pod here these live streams. All right. Zach, we can get to some more matters of business, but first, we've got a few superstars who've been waiting patiently, including the Duchess of MHH herself. What's going on, Michaela? Thank you for the super. Great to see you tonight. She says, "Zach is going to kill me this week in fantasy. You guys are head to head, huh?" I didn't even realize that, honestly. I didn't even look. To, I, full disclosure, a lot's gone on since the draft. I haven't had a chance to, like, tweak my lineup, set my lineup, look at the uh, who I'm playing this week. Michaela, you have a pretty formidable team, though. It should be close. And one thing I've learned about fantasy, one thing in 20 years now, you can never predict a winner and loser. You think predicting an NFL game in real life is hard? Fantasy is that much harder. So may the best man or woman win in this case. My name's Rufus, and that's the Trufus. By the way, Leroy, hey, good luck. Hope your son wins. Thanks for listening while you're waiting for the action to begin. It's great to have you in the chat. Good to see Claude. Good to see all of you. We got the queen in the hizzy with us. We got Dylan rocking the uh, moderating the chat for us on YouTube. Very, very trusty. Very, very reliable. Uh, all right, let me see here. I just want to hop down. Oh, we got Zeus as well. There he is, man. First face etched up on the MHH Mount Rushmore, Stu McPeak. He says, thank goodness football is here. I know we're, we're always torn, right? Like it's, we would like to be watching the game right now, but more than watching the game, we'd be, we'd rather be talking with y'all about the Denver Broncos. So 
soon as the game's over, we'll turn it on and see what's cooking. And, of course, one of Zach's uh, NFL hats he wears in media is he also covers the Dallas Cowboys for heavy.com. Zach, here's Travis Weber jumping in. Appreciate you and all the stars, Travis. You got a little something-something coming your way, as you know, my friend. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, Broncos country. I'm getting my football fix watching the Bucks and the Cowboys. It's not the Broncos, but I enjoy watching Shaq Barrett uh, play, representing Vaughn, wearing the number 58, playing like Vaughn. I feel the Broncos win on Sunday, but not a pushover with the Giants' defense. Yeah, man, it's really cool. What's up, Gary Leeds Palmer, you legend? It is really cool to see how Shaq honored his friend when he went to Tampa Bay and, and sported the, the 58 there. And you know what, dude? He's Now he's got two rings. That's crazy. Shaq's been in the league since 2014 as a college free agent. Two rings, a Pro Bowl, sack champion crown. I mean, that's one thing anyway. Vaughn's never achieved. He's never been the sack champion in a given season, Zach. So that's something he could – that and defensive player of the year are really the only two things left on Vaughn's resume he hasn't collected with gusto. And I still maintain, didn't he lose Depoy by one vote to Khalil Mack? I can't remember. 2016 was the year. I mean, it was so razor-thin close, and I feel like Vaughn should have got it. Um, that is the one uh, uh, award that's eluded him, but I am happy for Shaq Barrett. I am more so happy that football is on TV. I know a lot of Broncos country is not too fond of the Cowboys, but it should be a good game for offense, and I, I'm so happy the regular season, a normal regular season with fans in the stands, is finally back. Uh, BG, Brian Greefield, legendary superstar, also on Mount Rushmore. What's good, buddy? He says, I never thought I'd be excited to watch a Cowboys game. Ha ha. <laughs> Well, yeah, man, when you've been wandering the oh. desert completely deprived of American football, man, you're going to be stoked. Now, real quick, Zach, an update on our stars, right? We launched the new goal. It actually started September 1, all right, but we announced exactly what it is last night. Our goal on Facebook is to get to 250,000 stars within the month of September. When we get there, just like we did last night, we're going to raffle off a Justin Simmons jersey, all right? Zach, we're already 6% there, and we just announced it last night, so that's very encouraging. And then check it out. Here's your leaderboard on uh, for the month of September on Facebook so far. All right, this is uh, Natani Muti's mother. Uh, that's not his mother's name, but his, it's a long story. His mother using a family member's account because she had a hard time figuring out how to put stars in. There was a, some kind of problem on her account. So this, she fought through multiple levels of obstacles, wow. Zach, to support what we're doing here. So we appreciate Mama Muti. Randy at two. Zeus McPeak at three. Michael Ronquillo at four. Travis Weber at five, Howie freaking day, fresh off winning the Vaughn jersey at six, Claude Riley at seven, Pete Middleton eight, Travis Tarbox nine, Gary Leeds Palmer at 10. And then, guys, by the time we talk with you next, all right, so this will be Sunday night, we will have graphics and everything ready also to show you leaderboards for YouTube because we're doing the same thing for our Super Chat superstars. We don't want any of our superstars feeling like they're left out in the cold. So the more someone supers and supports, Hey, the more you're going to increase your odds to win your side of the raffle, which is also going to be a Justin Simmons jersey. Top five, all right, that finish on Super Chat in the month of September. Those people's names will go into a hat. Raffle, boom, little something, something goes their way, Zach. I'm just watching this game right now. The Bucks went three and out with Brady. They pinned the Cowboys at the one, and they just threw a long pass out the end zone. Again, guys, I know you might hate Dallas or whatever. You might hate Brady, but this is going to be a fun game to watch, and I'm just I'm so happy it's on my TV right now. Honestly, I don't really care about the Cowboys, but Dak Prescott, Zach, I got a little soft spot in my heart for him. He's been through a lot. Yes. I mean, the dude's 
finally got paid, so, you know, maybe we shouldn't set, uh, shed too many tears for Dak. But I want to see this dude succeed. I want to see this dude have a season and uh, be a franchise guy for the Cowboys like they're paying him. Uh, speaking of franchise cats, we got a new franchise guy here by the name of Nigel Watts from frickin' Perth, Western wow. Australia. This cat is coming to us from the future. You know what? You, you know the anecdote I was about to drop. I'm not going to do it this time, all right? I'm not going to talk about Doc Brown and Marty McFly. He says, I am a Broncos fan since the 90s when I played for the Perth Broncos and had an Orange Crush jersey until someone stole it. Very cool, man. Thank you for checking in. We appreciate that. Broncos country is not a geographic location, Zach. It is a state of being. Hopefully you have some freedom down there in Australia, but we definitely appreciate you, and we hope you're having a good morning. What is it, like 11.30 in the morning on Friday, 10.30? Let us know. All right, so let me let me uh, just say a few more hellos here. Good to see John Libick in the house with us tonight. Uh, he says, I can't wait till the 26th. Yes, that is going to be dope. We can't wait to meet everybody, including you. John, it's going to be awesome. Uh, by the way, whoever this Facebook user is, um, the wow. reason it's not showing your name and, and uh, profile pic is you must be watching from the MHH Superfan uh, Super group. You have to give StreamYard permission to show your profile. So if you want us to be able to know who you are through through the stream, just click it. It's at the top of the stream. There's a little thing there. And if you uh, want yeah. the shirt, huddleuppod.com. Get yours right. right now. That's right. All right, guys. Um, whoa, Christian. We got, we got one to make up for Christian. Last night, Christian threw in a super. And we missed him in all the hustle bustle uh, and the giveaway and everything. So, Christian, you know, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, it's it's few and far between when we do miss a super. So know that we did not intend to, and we're going to try and make it up to you. He says that, what do you think of this kid Malik Willis potentially being our future quarterback, whether we keep Teddy or acquire A-Rod? So we touched on the Liberty quarterback a little bit last night when we were asked a similar question. But what is your thought on Malik Willis? Well, I feel like it would be one or the other when it comes to A-Rod versus drafting a quarterback like Willis in the first round. They would give up a first-round pick to acquire A-Rod, so that would take him out of contention this year. But if Teddy has a decent season, you know, 8, 9, 10 wins, whatever, they might bring him back on a one-, two-year deal and then draft the quarterback of the future, and that very well may be Malik Willis. I like him. I like Matt Corral. I like Spencer Rattler, and I do like Willis. I think those are the three guys that will appeal most to George Payton, and if he wants a more new-age quarterback, a dual-threat quarterback, I think Willis would be top of that list. I like him. and <clears throat> Pardon me. Like I said last night, there's he's just there's so much talent there, but it's still very much in raw form, and I want to see him kind of refine that a little bit through this college football season. But you know what? I mean, just like we saw last year, at this time last year, there were several quarterbacks who ended up going in the first round. Uh well, at least one, right? Uh, Zach Wilson from BYU. No one was talking about him as a bona fide first rounder, let alone a top five pick. And even Mac Jones, like he had to go out and produce one of the best quarterback seasons of all time at Alabama to really strong arm his way into the conversation. You know, so my point being here, Zach, there are going to be quarterbacks who emerge. I mean, there's that list that Eric Trickle, uh, bless his heart. I mean, he does so much legwork to scout the uh, college class each and every year, but. There are so many names on that 14 quarterback list that, hey, there's enough there to analyze, but there's going to be, I guarantee it, at least one or two that aren't on that list that are going to pop during this football season, declare for the draft, and be a factor. So 
we can sit here and talk about Willis. We can talk about Spencer Rattler and some of the other top guys, but it's going to shift and change a lot between now and then. Yeah, and everyone's talking about how the quarterback class is not nearly as strong as it was this year, and that very you know, that's, that's probably true. But A, like you said, we don't know how the quarterbacks are going to look next April and how they're going to shake out, how the season's going to go, who's going to be quarterback one, quarterback two, etc. And we don't know what George Payton feels like going forward at the position. I mean, right now they're tied to Teddy Bridgewater. They still have a lock on the bench. A lot of things can and will change between now and the draft. So we have to just... Uh, Keep those things in mind. We are sending some <clears throat> positivity, some uh, thoughts and prayers. Ed Keating's way, great superstar. Also has been helping Ouch. out moderating some some comments on our MHH Superfan Facebook group. Hurt his pinky. So, Albert, thank you for the heads up on that, letting us know. Ed, if you're listening, bro, if you're in the chat tonight, man, get feeling better, my friend. That is no fun at all. And here's Zeus McPeak. Here's here's tonight, right, uh, on Super – or, uh, excuse me, for the stars on Facebook – Randy Jones leading the way. Zeus, who threw up a super chat, and he's throwing up stars. Gary Leeds Palmer, Travis Weber, Claude Riley, Lawrence Rivera, Travis Tarbox. Each one of them, all right, putting their name in the hat all the more for the end-of-the-month drawing on Justin Simmons. We just got to hit that goal, 250K, and it's going to be a party once again on October 1st. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Zach, um, as I – let's see, where we're at? We're at 21 minutes. Let me see here. I want to I want to jump in and uh, oh, grab David Bingham in here. Of course, right? when I draft CD Lamb, he has two drops. Anyway, uh oh, yeah, he uh, maybe he was watching too yeah. much Jerry Judy tape from last year. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, David Bingaman, Community <laughs> Maven, commenter extraordinaire at MileHighHuddle.com. Appreciate you, David. He says I can see it now for the Teddy apologists. The Giants' defense was too good, and on and on. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, buddy. I think Teddy's going to have a solid day. Uh, solid but unspectacular. Right. I do think he'll be efficient. I do think he will be productive, but it'll be within reason. I don't think you're going to see Peyton Manning's seven touchdowns in week one like he saw uh, in 2013 to open up the season against the Ravens. But like I said last night, I see Teddy having Zach like a, you know, a buck 80 passing, a touchdown, yeah. maybe a pick. Uh, he'll move the chains. He'll he, – I don't think it's going to be explosiveness right out of the gates because that Giants defense, and this is something, again, if you listen to the Building the Broncos segment with Patricia Trainer of uh, uh, GiantsMaven.com, that's a pretty formidable defense. You know, you got Blake Martinez, the linebacker in the middle. Eric Trickle published a piece today talking about how the Broncos need to be aware of that cat. Good defensive line, a good secondary. The, the Giants defense is no joke. It's the offense that's kind of uh, – a big, huge question mark for for Giants fans right now, Zach. So I think Teddy will be solid. He, he'll, I think he'll do just enough to make sure the Broncos come out of there with a dub. There is a legitimate chance, a non-zero chance, the Denver defense can have more touchdowns in this game than Teddy Bridgewater. And that's not a slight necessarily against Teddy as it is an insult against Daniel Jones. But if the Broncos were smart, they would want to kind of hide Teddy in this game, not lean on his services too much, use the running game, use Melvin, use Javante, um, lean on the defense. And like you said, I see a similar stat line for Teddy Bridgewater. 190, 200 passing yards tops, a touchdown, no picks, no turnover, solid passer rating, and the Broncos win a game. Uh, somewhat along the lines of 20 to 13. Uh, Steven Tobacco is listening while he's working. Hey, that's really cool, bro. We appreciate you working us in. Good to have you. I'm uh, working Nigel, while working. He's letting us know in Australia it's 830 on the bright. 
so it's 8.30, September 10th, 8.30 a.m. That's Man, that's just a trip, but it's good to know. Thank you for doing that math, helping us do that math, brother. All right, let me scroll up here. Um, guys, I apologize if it's a little bit noisy at times on my side with the mic. I had to, I had to improvise and bring back in my window unit because my high-tech wall-mounted AC unit went out again. There's some leak, and I got to have the contractor come back out. Very frustrating. If I had any more hair, I'd be pulling it out right now. That's how frustrated I am. So I had to wheel back in my window unit, all right? And it, unfortunately, it's a little bit loud. Gets the job done, but it's a little bit loud. Uh, Shane Daniel says, knock on wood, this is the healthiest I've seen the Broncos at the start of the season for several years. Hope the team keeps it up. Knock, 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 knock. All right, that ought to cover us so that we can now address this. Zach, the Broncos are remarkably healthy. Thank yeah. the football gods, and let's just hope that that, uh, f- you know, that that fortunate blessing, however you want to look at it, that it continues through the early stretch of the season. So Vic can get that September monkey off his back. My dog is zero and seven as a head coach in September. Yeah, I got my sage around here somewhere. Let me find it. I, you know, last year at this time, the, we already knew the Broncos were without Von Miller, and in the first couple of weeks, they lost uh, Cortland Sutton, and it was just on and on and on from that point. It is the healthiest team. It's the most stacked team. And maybe, Chad, we don't have to knock on wood. Maybe the football gods are acquiescing because they've gotten their rotten injury luck out on the Broncos the last few years. If there's one team among one team in the NFL, among the teams, who deserve a break when it comes to injuries, it's Denver. So... I'm not going to wood right there with you that it lasts through Sunday through the regular season. So here's an interesting topic from George Fox, and this was, uh, I think, kind of leap, kind of triggered, I should say, from a Keith Cummings article today at milehighhuddle.com. Hopefully you guys have read that piece because it's a worthy read. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater kind of pushing back a little bit against the notion of, oh, here we go, no Drew means it's going to be, you know, dink and dunk till the cows come home, ball control offense and whatnot. Uh, he addressed that, the, the notion that the deep ball isn't going to be a part of the offense or not. Here's what he said, quote, yeah, it's a huge chance and it's a huge opportunity in this offense. We have guys who can bring that spark, that big playability to games, and we want to make sure that when we call them the deep shots that we hit them, close quote. So, Zach, hey, he might be like, that might be the equivalent of saying, hey, man, water, it's wet, all right? And in other words, of course, everyone's going to say when we call a deep shot and we, and we take a shot, we need to hit them. But I do think that Teddy kind of said this in a way that is like, hey, man, don't don't completely discount the notion that we're like the vertical attack is not going to completely go the way of the dodo bird. It might not be as uh, featured in the system, but we'll see, because Pat Shermer, as he talked about today, the the, the main philosophical uh, square one that they wanted to start from this year was it was all about, hey, we need to start hotter as an offense. All right, so we saw that come out in the wash in all three pre- – well, not the third preseason game, but the first two preseason games came out in the wash in a big, bad way. And even if you look at it from a macro, Zach, level, the, the third preseason game, I think it took three possessions, and then they got their first touchdown, Teddy Bridgewater. So compared to the days of yore, that is a hot start. That is a fast start. So – I think Broncos fans might, and I'm, I'm literally crossing my fingers as I say this, be pleasantly surprised with the caliber of offense you're going to see from Teddy and Pat Shermer, at least initially. God, why does Tom Brady have to be so good? I mean, it makes hating him that much harder. He really is incredible. Wow, his accuracy. 
Teddy Bridgewater, I, this is my read on the situation. I think he's kind of cautioning the Broncos fan base and onlookers like, listen, we will take the big plays when we think we should take them. We're not going to use them for the sake of using them. We're not going to call nine routes for K.J. Hamler on every single down. Sometimes he's going to run an in. Sometimes he's going to run a slant. Sometimes it's going to be an outbreaking pattern. Not everything is going to be a deep ball. And I think he's acknowledging we're going to use them when we need them, but don't expect this constant downfield assault because then it takes away the luster. Then if teams can game plan for that, they're going to guard against the deep ball and then have to the Broncos will have to adjust based on that. You don't want to make it too complicated for Pat Shermer. That's what it boils down to. It's KISS. Keep it simple, stupid, Pat Shermer. Period. Uh, good to know, Adam. Thank you for uh, settling that, that score. Good to know, my friend. Um, Andrew, appreciate the stars, brother. Good to see you. He says, who gets our first touchdown this Sunday? Interesting question. MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. Zach, I'll let you answer this one first. Dude, who, who notches the first TD for the 2021 Broncos? The defense. <laughs> Pat Sertan, Von Miller on a defensive touchdown. No, I, I saw this on Twitter. The Broncos' official uh, Twitter account posed the same question. They said, who's going to score the first TD? My first thought was Javante. I mean, I even wrote an article that went live today. It's actually doing really well, so I appreciate you guys reading it, that Javante has earned the trust of the coaching staff. That's from Vic Fangio, the one guy who won't admit to anything. And not just that, wait, there's more. He compared Javante Williams, a second-round rookie who's never taken one snap, to recently inducted Hall of Famer Edron James. He of cult fame. So you combine that with what Teddy Bridgewater said about Javante, that he's Alvin Kamara light. I just think the stars are aligning for him to be more than just a relief guy, more than just a situational guy, more than just the RB2. And when they get near the goal line, I think he's going to punch it in on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to say the first one to score, it's going to be, I don't know, I have a feeling on this. I think it's going to be Cortland Sutton. I think Sutton's going to get, I think he's going to, I don't know, that that series, those few series that Sutton was on the field in the preseason finale, like you saw, and then we later heard confirmation from Teddy on this, his kind of thought process, but you saw a concerted effort on the part of the quarterback to involve Cortland Sutton. And Teddy, you know, he, he made his two best plays of that particular game on the drive that Cortland got his touchdown, and you could see the rust falling off in chunks. But the first one was that killer deep out on a third down. He connected with Sutton. That was great to see. And then, of course, the touchdown where Teddy scrambles left, throws, on the run, hits Sutton, who kind of slide dives, whatever you want to call it. Very, very nice play. And then after the game, Teddy talked about that. He's like, man, hey, it just kind of hit me that Sutton hasn't been out on the field for dang near a year. I need to get him going. And so, I don't know. I just think that's going to kind of carry over a little bit. And then once Giants, you know, they start kind of swinging towards Sutton, then Teddy can make him pay with Noah Fant, with Jerry Judy, with K.J. Hamler, handing the ball. I'm going to say Cortland Sutton for now. You know what? I hope you're right. I just want to see the Broncos score. I, I don't really care who it is ultimately, whether it's Sutton, Judy, Tim Patrick, whether it's Deontay Spencer somehow. I just want to see the Broncos get in the end zone and vanquish this opponent that is completely vanquishable. New word. I, I think we've got uh, – Is that yeah, I like creating new words, you know? I mean, I'm a big uh, vocabulary guy. I, I lo- appreciate words. I'm a big believer in uh, you know the the, the the what's what is it, the maxim that readers um, pardon me uh, readers are leaders and uh, so yeah I like creating creating new words on the show 
I'm just doing a quick update here, Zach, because we've got some uh, stars flexing out on Facebook and we just love to see it. We really appreciate you guys. And it'll be fun to see where the, uh, where we're at on the goal when we meet up with you again Sunday night for the gut reaction, which is cool, Zach. After tonight, the next time our community sees us together on camera, it's going to be after an actual Denver Broncos game. We're going to have a lot to talk about. But, look, we got Randy at the top. Love you, bro. Shane Daniels, you the man. Zeus McPeak, supporting on Facebook, supporting on on YouTube. Gary Leeds Palmer and Michaela, also double-dip in YouTube and Facebook. Andrew Baker right there. Travis Tarbox. Matthew Martinez, who has come on strong. Great to see you, Matthew. Thank you. Travis Weber, absolute animal. Happens to uh, hang his hat in the very same city, I've learned, uh, where my uh, in-laws live. So that's cool. Lawrence Rivera, Claude Riley, appreciate each and every one of you. Um, All right, Zach, we are at 32 minutes. And uh, I just want to see here. All right. Tonight, I think we keep it a little bit tighter than we might usually. All right. Um, but before we get out of here, usually uh, it, it, once we get to the regular season, of course, Thursday night has remained as per tradition, the Mile High Mailbag Night. Everyone's a little bit distracted this evening because, you know, you go from being starved and wandering the desert, thirsty and, and hungry for football, and then suddenly it's foisted upon you and it's a smorgasbord and you got a game on primetime, a real game that counts with the Super Bowl champions. People are, are obviously um, – you know, they're torn here. So, Zach, before we get out of here, though, what are your keys to a victory? Give me three keys to the Denver Broncos starting the season off on the right foot, coming out of New York with a win. It starts with the guy under the headset, not necessarily under center, and that's Vic Fangio. He has to have the team ready to go. He has to have the intensity up, the focus up, the preparation up. I can't tell you how many times in the Fangio era the Broncos have come out with no passion, no energy, like they don't want to even get off the bus. That has to end Sunday. It has to be a hot start. Play fast. So Fangio has to be coaching his team up, the whole team, not just the defense, to their potential. Uh, an extension on that is Pat Shermer. Obviously, Chad, that's that's the key to the whole season here is the coaching. But Pat Shermer has to call plays where he gets his offense in rhythm and best utilizes the many weapons of which he's been gifted. Uh, beyond that, though, the key to victory, don't turn the ball over if you're Teddy Bridgewater. Lean on the running game. Get that going first. I mean, really on offense. That's what it boils down to. Coaching and offense. I am not worried about defense in the slightest. And maybe I'm overlooking the Giants' offense. I do not know, but I feel like you press play on Denver going into this game out of box, they'll be okay. So it's on offense for me. Get the running game going. Lean on Melvin. Lean on Javante. Set up what exists as play action. I don't know if Pat Shermer knows what that is, play action, and go down the field. If you can get up 10, 13 points on the Giants, I think that will be enough. So all it is is play smart football and come out ready to play smart football, and I think the defense will take care of the rest, Chad. All right, real quick, I'm going to give you my three keys, uh, but I want to answer this for Stephen. Uh, he wants to know, do we always do a show after the game or do we wait? Bro, bro, the gut reaction is legendary, all right? We, after every single game, and the good news is we didn't plan it this way. This is literally, Zach, just how the football fates willed it all right serendipity but our shows we go sunday monday wednesday thursday so barring those weird late season saturday schedules that sometimes you might get a couple of nfl games on a saturday at (laughs) last week of the season our nights are always on a game night 
right? So yes, what we do in the season for those of you, and I guess this is a good reminder, Zach, that as we have continued to grow, I mean, when we started the season last year, just on YouTube, we were like around just over 7,000 subs. Cause remember we had the seven K week in the middle of the summer and celebrated. Uh, then we're at almost 12,000. Now that's 5,000 new listeners just on YouTube. That doesn't count the many thousands that have followed on Facebook, the many thousands that have subbed on uh, Apple pods and all that stuff. So, the way it works out is this, guys. On game day, you get Chad and Zach coming to you with a very brief little, like, halftime. What did we just see at halftime? It's a 10-minute stream. It, it lasts exactly as long as halftime, right? And then after the game is the gut reaction. When I say after the game, it's literally the final gun sounds, and we're going live to give you the raw, emotional, <clears throat> you know, reaction to, to what we saw. So <clears throat> we'll look forward to seeing you guys then, all right? But here are my keys, Zach. You touched on one of them. Fast start. The Denver Broncos, not just on offense, but as a team, they got to come out of the gates on Sunday with some momentum, with some intensity. Uh, it's kind of like that principle of in football, anyone who's played knows this, low man wins, right? Well, <clears throat> as true as that is, another thing you could say that is equally true is, you know, the, 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 man, the, the more intense man wins or the more intense team wins. So the Broncos need to outpace the, the Giants intensity-wise start fast. I don't, even if it's not touchdowns, I mean, I would prefer to see a touchdown drive to open things up, but get points immediately. And that defense has to make quick work of Daniel Jones and what is shaping up Zach to be a very uh, anemic giants offense. So start fast. All right. Get the ground game going. That might sound, you know, cliche, but in this case, anytime you're on the road, anytime you're going against a tough defense and the giants that was one of their you know they their issues last year is they weren't very good against the run start fast establish the run and here's the last thing zach get after daniel jones if you can execute those three things with a modicum of consistency i'm perfectly confident the broncos come out of this with a dub and snap the, the poor september streak for vic fangio and, and also on, on defense, kind of put your money where your mouth is. I mean, Simmons and Fangio were talking about averaging two turnovers a game and finishing as the number one takeaway defense in the league. Well, who better to start against than Daniel Jones, one of the more turnover-happy quarterbacks, perhaps even more so than Drew Locke in the whole game of football. So there's no excuse. It's, even if you don't have Bradley Chubb, which looks like the Broncos will, and that was a hell of a touchdown from Dak to CD. Even if you don't have them, Chad, there's no reason why they should not be able to smother, get after, harass, knock down, and intercept Daniel Jones on Sunday. All right, guys. Um, before we dip on out, Travis, is Fant going to be on a pitch count for week one? I really don't think so. Maybe a little, but he was a full participant today. So unless he has a suffers a setback uh, with that lower leg in-game, or before the game, I don't think so. I think you're going to get a full-fledged Noah Fant day at the office. And then, you know what? If he is on any kind of a pitch count, Zach, Albert Okaway-Boonham looked like the yep. truth in the preseason. He's just chomping at the bit. So I think the Broncos are going to be okay at tight end. Uh, yeah. So, guys, we're going to dip on out of here for tonight, okay? Uh, kind of a kind of a weird evening with the, the NFL season getting, getting off and, and started. We've already been on 40 minutes. It feels like a bit. we've been on here, Zach, for five. That's just how awesome you guys are. But we're going to be back in the saddle, of course, Sunday night immediately following the game. So, 
that's probably the game kicks around two Zach Mountain time. So we'll be coming to you guys somewhere right around our usual time, right around 6 p.m. Mountain or so. All right, if the game, unless it goes into many overtimes, which I doubt. So we'll see you guys then. But don't forget, in the meantime, you've got the Dove Valley Deep Divers tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Mountain. You've got the Trickle Zone. If you're a Facebook subscriber, if you pay your five bucks a month and become a supporter of Mile High Huddle on Facebook, you get access to the Trickle Zone Saturday at noon, Broncos Book Club Saturday at 2 p.m. And then, of course, Kelberman's Corner, which started it all for us on the premium podcast side Sunday uh, at noon, which, Zach, that's going to be kind of fun. For the first time, you're yep. going to be doing a KK. <laughs> Like, literally, it's like a pregame show yes. almost on a Sunday. So that's going to be dope, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, guys, I was going to give my little spiel when we go through the matters of business. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe to Kelberman's Corner and all the Facebook VIP content um, on the Facebook page. We're going to go over the keys to victory, kind of like we just laid out, but way more in-depth. Me and Kim Becker, Sunday uh, noon mountain, two, two o'clock Eastern, a couple hours before the game, it will be your MHH pregame show, your one-stop shop for everything Broncos giants. All right, guys, before we do get out of here, we got to just give you one last reminder here. Okay. Uh, we got to thank our sponsor, BetQL, the only app you need to beat your sports book. Find BetQL's information in the description of this video along with our code MHH to receive 25% off, a whopping 25% off the subscription at checkout. And then, of course, don't forget, check out the special BetMGM offer in the description of this video as well to receive a free year of BetQL and other sportsbook sign-up offers and bonuses. And, Zach, with that, have a great weekend, bro. Enjoy well. tonight, everybody. I know it's not the Broncos, but it is American football at the professional level. Relish it because it means your Denver Broncos are two days away from starting their season. And uh, I'll see you guys Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain for Broncos Book Club. If you are a Facebook subscriber, otherwise, Zach, sign us off, my dog. Yes, sir. Have a great night, Chad. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great weekend coming up, and happy football. Again, we've been waiting for this for months. We've been waiting for a normal season for going on two calendar years now. So enjoy it. Enjoy the game tonight. It should be a good one. Until we see you guys next, which will be on the halftime, Chad, of the halftime of Broncos Giants. Before we come to you with the pod, be sure to follow the Huddle Up Pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account for all your Broncos news, analysis, rumors, film breakdowns, transactions, and so much more at Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Uh, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag on. You get yourself a wonderful football pre-shirt with our beautiful faces on there, Chad. I'm wearing your face on my body. A little interesting link, tonight, but link is in the description. But that's how much Zach loves me. Okay, that's we're, right. We're we're like this. Okay, that's right. It's not just talk. It's all it's action as well. Huddleuppod.com. We appreciate your patronage. Also, Facebook.com/slash Mile I Huddle. Like we mentioned, big blue button. Click it. Five bucks a month, you get instant access to our VIP content. Once again, Kelberman's Corner, Broncos Book Club, and Trickle Zone. We appreciate everyone. Also, Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And if you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your priest a five-star review for your chance to win some swag each and every month. We appreciate all the entrants and all those to come. But if you can't do any of those things, we still love you. Just do these three things that take... I don't know, five seconds, subscribe, like, and share this video and every single freaking video you see on the MHH channel helps us grow exponentially and reach more Broncos fans just like you. We're off till Sunday afternoon, guys. Have a great weekend. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. 
You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.